Welcome to episode Dude, that's sick. What, Joe Salvea's socks? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They smell Joe Salvea's socks. They smell so tasty. They smell like steak sauce. They smell like big man sweat tomorrow, because tomorrow is the first day of... Training camp. camp. And you know what that means? Yeah. That means it's officially football season as of tomorrow. That's right. Tomorrow is 4 o'clock in the p.m., Eastern Daylight Savings Time for all you people out west. <laughs> Joe Gibbs is going to be doing his, what, annual welcome to training camp. We're getting things underway and getting ready to kick some A. <laughs> <laughs> kick some A. Yep, 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can watch live, live on Redskins.com. It will be on there. And probably Larry Michael will have his ugly mug in there too. Uh, yeah, he'll bring the he'll bring the tone and the mood down a little bit. But don't let that don't let that you know sway your day. Don't let that be a bad thing. Just remember, we're underway. We're That's underway right. going into the 2006 and 2007 season. Or excuse me, hyphen 2007 because we will be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. And um, speaking of training camp, um, one thing I'm interested in, first and foremost, the first thing I'm interested in is to see if Rocky McIntosh shows up. I don't think he signed a contract. Yeah, I was looking before we uh, before we came on tonight, and I didn't see where he signed anything. I think, John, you said the same thing. Yeah, I haven't seen anything that he's uh, that he's been signed yet. I, but since there's nothing, well, there's nothing on the Redskins website that would say that. No, everybody, but everybody... Yeah, everything's sunshiny new and, and happy on the Redskins website, so. Right, right, right. I mean, everybody's talking about it a lot. And I mean, I read on the post, there's an article and post about about Rocky and talking about, you know, how Joe Gibbs wanted him really bad and right. they were worried that he'd be gone by pick number 53 and blah, blah, Sick. blah. But, I mean, there was nothing that said he's actually signed his, his contract. Yeah, well, hopefully he'll show up, man, because we don't need a holdout, <laughs> especially a second rounder. To put a damper on our opening of football season festivities. Yeah, we, all we need is a, a second rounder to have a damn holdout. Wouldn't that be? That's right. And, and speaking of Rocky, and speaking of Rocky McIntosh, I mean, that's going to be one of the interesting things I think in training camp is seeing how the the linebacker positions are going to sort of shape up and shake out. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who's going to end up in those key positions? Because uh, I think, you know, I think that we need a Rocky McIntosh. We need somebody that at least has the supposed potential like we're hoping he's going to have. What about Chris Clemens, man? <laughs> I don't think Chris... Clemens would be all right. I, I, I've, yeah. I've, never, I, I've always been kind of a fan of, of Chris Clemens. I think he might be all right. He's fast, man, but I don't know about... 
I don't know if he's he's, he's the man. I don't like, know if he's an all-around good linebacker. Let's look at depth in the linebacker position. I mean, what what do we really have there at this point? Well, we've got a ton. Well, yeah. But what do we, what do we have like, that what do we have that's shown anything to this point? Yeah, we know. Well, obviously, we got Marcus Washington. Mm-hmm. Andre Carter can line up at linebacker, even though he doesn't want to. I have a feeling we're going to see him back there, especially if they're running more three-four. Right, defensive schemes. Chris Clemens, of course. Lamar Marshall. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. The leader in the middle. I, I expect him to really kind of. I think he's going to have a big year this year. You know, I'm not saying he's going to have the most tackles or anything, but I mean he's he's got a bra- enough of a brain that he can lead that defense, just Ooh. like the uh, middle linebacker should. Dude, he was solid last year. Oh yeah. Okay, so Campbell. We talked about him. He was solid on special teams and in limited action. I think. We might see a little bit more from him in training camp. Don't be surprised to see it, to Kerry Campbell's name come up a little bit. So who, who are we going to see on the outside? Who's going to who's going to be on the weak side? Hmm. I think our starters. I think the starters are going to be. Hmm, I think we're going to see Marcus Washington. I think we're going to see uh, Lamar Marshall. Lamar Marshall. I think to begin training camp, we're probably going to see Chris Clemens because I think they are going to use Andre Carter. Or at least the majority as a defensive end, which I is agree. part of the reason he came to the Redskins. I agree with that. And, uh, so, what do you think? think we're going to see the rookies get in there. I think Robert McKeon, we don't want to forget about him. It's his second year. Right. Um, he's either going to step up or he's going to get cut because it's a crowded position back there. But I think I think I think Rocky McIntosh and, uh, and Chris Clemens. I mean, I, I mean, I think you know, I, I would really expect to see Rocky McIntosh some in his rookie year. I think we're going to see him all in the field, but knowing Greg Williams and how he doesn't like to start rookies, I think he's going to, you know, just like everyone else, he's probably going to bring him along slow. Yeah. Mr. Tough Love. So what do you guys think is going to happen to my favorite dude right now, um, Joe Salavea, with Carter coming in and the competition at the defensive line? You think he's going to play more? You think he's going to have to prove himself in training camp? I do. I think he's going to have to have a big training camp. I think, uh, depending, cause, you know, I was saying that the Redskins are doing a 3-4. I, I, to clarify that, I think the Redskins, they're not specifically doing any kind of 4-3 or 3-4. They like to change it up over and over again. So sometimes we'll have four on the line, sometimes we'll have three. Um, I think as long as they stay healthy, Griffin and, you know, good old Cornelius and Joe Salavea are just going to be like, you could run a bus through there if you hadn't retired, and they just knock him around on his butt. Those two, I think, are very, very solid starters. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally agree. I, yeah, I mean, I think that they're both they're both very solid last year. And uh, Cornelius, we know how much they love Cornelius. I mean, and he's just he just stepped up last year and was real big, and I think he's going to be even bigger this year. And there's no question that Joe Salamea is a fan favorite because when we saw him at the Beach Blitz, like he walked out and everyone was like, yeah. like all the dudes were yelling and cheering for him. And everybody yeah. loves him, but it's but it's for a reason too. I mean, he really, he really. I mean, uh, you know, he's good. He's a good player. I mean, he steps up uh-huh. and he does his job, and, and he does his, he does well. his game. What about it's Ronaldo Win, dude? What about who? At the Ronaldo Win. I don't think he had that strong of a season last year. Ronaldo Win is just. I think I agree. I think he's a as a veteran. I mean, he's been playing for like I think ten years now. Right. Um, I think he's a good veteran presence. I don't see him starting. All the right. time. I think um, I think Phil Daniels, especially, and uh, Andre Carter are going to round out the offensive line the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniels came on strong, some, but I think I think when all the win is going to, I think they're going to rotate 
everyone a lot on the line just to keep people fresh. But I think yeah. that uh, Wynn's going to see a little bit less playing time, depending on injuries. Basically, then, it's a solid defensive line, and the addition of Andre Carter just made it that much better. It's just <laughs> the defensive linemen, yeah, I think they're going to be really solid. The front, front three or four or five or whatever they play in the middle guys, just sitting there looking at, you know, those Dallas stars and how wimpy their offensive line is going to be this year. They're just going to be licking their chops. Oh, they're going to be hammered. Drew Bledsoe is just going to... <laughs> he might as well just like pull a handy right before the game. So he doesn't they're, going to, they're going to say... Yeah, man, they're going to say, did you see Drew? He bled so much during that game. <laughs> but uh, All I know, dudes, is that Terrell Owens is going to make Drew Bledsoe the best quarterback in the NFC East. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> When he sees Sean Taylor coming after him, you're going to see a lot of alligator arms from, uh, or a lot more than normal. Oh yeah, coming from from a uh, good old T.O. Because that dude is so afraid to get hit. He's almost like uh, he's almost like Deion Sanders in that way. I think he needs, he needs to take a few really, really good hard hits, and I think we we need to be the ones that give them to him and really put him in his place and say, "Look, dude, this is this is what it's about." I'm going to go on record right now, just have a feeling about it. I think that he's going to get hurt before the first the Redskins even play the Cowboys. I think that's I week think two, dude. In the first game. I think he's going to get hurt early in the season because I just have a feeling. Dude, the I Redskins a lot play of them week two. Mission to hurt the guy. I mean, yeah, I think I mean, a few people, extra, extra push on the hit, maybe a couple extra late hits. Yeah, not not that they're going to say that to anybody or say that in public or anything like that, but I think a lot of players have such um, – and this is, of course, I mean, we hate to speculate, but I mean, I think, yeah, that's just, yeah, how could you not feel that way in certain situations, you know? Man, I'm going to I'm gonna make it a personal mission to uh, to give him an extra hard hit. Yeah. That's, you know, and I think that's football. People that run them out there are liable to get, to get hit more unless they're totally super elite and they just avoid it every time, which, of course, no one does. Unless right. they're like Deion Sanders and they just run away from being hit. Right. All the time, avoid it completely. Um. Anyway, back to training camp. The, the yep. another position that I'm a little worried about is the cornerback situation. Because right now it's uh, Sean Springs and uh, Carlos Rogers. Right. I think are penciled as the starters. They got Kenny Wright. Um, you uh, know he's he. Uh, we'll see how he does. Right. And um, and then oh no, Jamo. Oh no, Jamo. We got Princess Prelo. Oh yeah. Um, Didn't Prince get cut? He's listed, I believe, as a safety, but he, you know, right. He's right. That's right. I think the three Doherty, Doherty guy. I think he might have a good. Yeah, Reed Doherty. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think that you can never have enough cornerbacks and safeties. You never, have, never have enough of those guys. And I think, uh, I don't think I'm in the uh, minority when I say I wish we had more depth. But I think oh, that's yeah. something I've been talking about all off-season as well. Like, we, that, that's one position where, you know, one person gets hurt and, oh, no, Jamo's a starter. Yeah. And there we go. Yeah, um, I know, but John, you... are in the presence of uh, Sean Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as long as he stays healthy and stays out of trouble, you know, he... He, he makes... He, he just makes people afraid. I know. Because yeah, he hits so hard and he's so fast. That's right. Did he have, like, 80 tackles last year? Um, it was, Sean Taylor. It was something huge. did you have last year? Why? 
jump. 80. I had <laughs> 80 tackles and I, and I spit on 22 people. John, talk to our statistician real quick and find out the answer to that. Um, John Taylor had 65 tackles, 56 solo last season. I um, spit on how many people? Yeah. <laughs> At least I, I one. One or two. One unofficial spitting incident. <laughs> <laughs> um. The other thing, real quick, uh, John, I think you were talking about Liddell Betts. You think he's going to have a breakout season? Yeah, I think uh, I think this is the year Liddell Betts is either going to really bust out or he's going to he's going to fade into obscurity. But people forget the man was a second round pick. You know, I think you know, he's going to compliment. I think he's going to compliment um, our boy Clinton Portis out there with Clinton being more of a, a, a fast running back, more for speed, a slash and go kind of guy. I think yeah. they're going to use Liddell Betts a lot more as a bruiser. Um, and you know, running behind Mike Sellers and and those guys, he's going to be. I, yep. I think it's the year he's he's going to be able to bust out, and I think a lot of it's going to have to do with Al Saunders coming in and and running him like um. I forget the name of that fullback that's in Kansas City, but he's been really great for the last few years when Saunders was there. Richardson, and he uh, Richardson's a great fullback, and I think I think running behind Sellers, Clint Porter's and. Liddell Betts are both going to have really good years. Well, you know, I think I think Liddell Betts. Uh, I mean, he's he's the kind of player that you know a lot of other teams would would love to have. I mean, they would you know he could start for a bunch of teams. I mean, I he, think he could start for a bunch of teams. Uh, uh, not everyone, but I think I think he he does have starter potential in him. He I, can I start for the Eagles. Know. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I think if if I had to if I had to say it, he's going to be solid this year. That's that's my prediction. Tell me wrong, but uh, you know we'll we'll see. But I think he's going to be solid. What do you guys think about um, Jason Campbell? I'm interested to see how well he does in these. Uh, I um, think the quarterback thing is a big issue. I mean, I think uh, you know everybody's coming down pretty hard on Mark Brunell, especially with uh, you know they're like he's getting old and fragile. I mean, he's breaking things. I mean, look, he obviously had the broken the broken thumb or whatever. Um, no, dude, it was the. It was a uh, pointer finger. Remember, we had the exclusive footage on. Yeah, Harry yeah, yeah, the broken pointer finger. <laughs> I, knew it was, I knew it was one of those digits on that belonged to his hand. But uh, anyway, what, I mean, you know, I just think you know a lot of people are coming down and they're kind of going, well, "What's happening?" And I think they're saying, you know, this is the year that we need to see what Jason Campbell can do, and because Mark Brunell is, uh, he's kind of milking it at this point. I mean, as far as your career, his career goes, I think a lot of people feel that way. Personally, I think Mark Brunell um, has probably got another good year or two in him. I mean, as far as um, a good, solid quarterback, if he can get protection and people can keep him safe and, um, you know, he doesn't get injured. Uh, if if he does get injured, I mean, I think we're obviously we're going to see some of what uh, Jason Campbell has to has to, to give. But, uh, you know, we've got other quarterback options now as well. So, Yeah, I think he's going to have a strong season, but if he does go down – I'm kind of excited about seeing Jason Campbell take yeah, the reins. Yeah, I really am too. I am too. And how old is Burnout? Like 34, 35, maybe 36. Something like that. He's about to be about to be 36, I think. 36 or 37. Yeah, you know, I'm not really comparing him to Elway, but Elway won his first Super Bowl at 38. Mm-hmm. Second, his last Super Bowl, I think, at, thir- at 38. And you know, mm-hmm. Burnout's definitely seasoned all of his years in, in Jacksonville. I mean, he's. He's definitely a seasoned quarterback. He he thinks on his feet. He takes his time. I mean, he do, he doesn't get like 
over. Like, you know, if you think about, like, um, Patrick Ramsey last year, whenever he was in there, it always seemed like he was rushed. Like, he was, like, in his mind, he was rushing to get the ball off. It just seemed, in my opinion, when you watched him, he wasn't so much thinking about everything and taking everything in. He was kind of like, ooh, ooh thinking, I got the ball. Yeah. Crap, what have I got to do with it? Whereas yeah, Brunel, you look stuff, he was always hearing in, his, in the back of his head, whether they were there or not. Right. Thanks to Spurrier, yeah. But, but Brunel, you, uh, you, you kind of looked at him. He just was comfortable. He, he was comfortable in and out of the pocket. He'd step back. He didn't care almost what was going on around, and he was very focused on what he had to do to make that play happen. And I think that um, part of that comes from, you know, all of those years that he's had as a season quarterback, and I think we're really going to, um, you know, continue to see that if he can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget Todd Collins, who also came over as a backup. Um, and who is currently listed as the number two for the Redskins? He came over from Kansas City. He knows the offense. I really think Todd Collins is there more as like a dude to help teach these other two guys the offense than play personally. I think so too. I think I think there's a good chance that Campbell's going to end up the number two at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I think. I, I agree with that. I would agree with that. I think yes. I think Todd Collins he'll he'll be the number three guy. But I, I think I think Aaron's favorite player, Jonathan Combs, the running back. We'll be um, cut. <laughs> we'll end up um, cut. surpassing Quentin Portis as the starting running back for the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Taylor Jacobs is going to make Santana Moss ride the pine. And I think Jonathan's <laughs> going to tonight. I think Jonathan's <laughs> I think Jonathan's cut off because he's had a few too many. Oh, man. Or maybe he's maybe the people that say that. John, you're probably the same person that said the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East, aren't you? <laughs> I can't even show, I can't even pretend to say that's true. <laughs> you cross the line. <laughs> um, anyway, I think it's about time for us to wrap it up because we do have the third and final installment of. No, I got some more stuff to talk about, dude. Yeah, we do, we do have some more news. Uh, okay. Quit trying to go like home or whatever you're trying to do because we got more to talk about. First of all, we have Tom's trivia that we forgot oh, to put on here. Yeah, good old Tom. And here it is. Dun, 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 dun. Tom's trivia. Uh, let me get the sheet over here real quick. Hold on, hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. member of the Harry Hogg Football Official Fantasy League for 2006. There is still room to sign up if you would care to, if anyone listening would care to join our Fantasy Football League. You find the, uh, find the link on our website, harryhogfootball.com. It's only 15 it's bucks. Yeah, we're going to do live drafts coming up in August. John's going to get, we're going to have that information when next week, John? Um, coming up soon. We got plenty of time until the uh, preseason. We're going to have a live draft coming up soon, um, a couple weeks before the regular season starts, because uh, that way we can let injuries and uh, whatnot start sorting themselves out in the preseason. Right, and right. it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a neat, it's a neat uh, fantasy league that we're using, um, and we can and we're linked to it right from our website. It's going to be great. Live scoring, and it's going to be a lot of trash talking. So you know, so get used to it. We're thick skin. All right, here we are, dudes. Dun, 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 dun. I gotta come up with some music for Tom's trivia. Dun, 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 dun. Tom's trivia. This is the second Tom's trivia. Welcome to Tom's trivia. Check out the graphic, everyone, in the bottom corner. Anyway, here it is. Last week we got a bunch of people writing in, but no one came up with the right answer for this. The question was, let's see if John and then John or Josh can come up with it. In the nineteen eighty seven strike shortened season, teams only played fifteen games, with one game being canceled as a result of the strike. Who were the Redskins scheduled to play in Washington in week three? Uh, Anyone? Celtics Eagles. Eh. Oh, we both guessed the Eagles and we were both wrong. Man. Oh, man. The answer is the, uh, the Colts. No, the New England Patriots. 
Yeah, that was my next question. All right, guys, and here's the question for next week. Write in to us. Give us your answer. If you can find the answer to this question, and you will win absolutely nothing. But we will announce your name on the podcast. Tom out there, we've uh, he's put some questions on our form as well. They're really good questions. If you're into Redskins trivia, check them out. Yeah, man. I, I you know, I, I think that between the three of us, we know a good amount about the Redskins, and a couple of those stuff is pretty good. Dude, I don't know anything compared to Tom. <laughs> he yeah, seems Tom, to know. Tom is like the Redskins trivia master right now. He's, he's and speaking of, didn't they just come out with the Everything Redskins book again? Wasn't that just print? The uh, what's the what's the name of the book? Yeah, I, I saw that. It was put back into print. I don't know what it's called, but I saw it on the internet. It's been out of print for like five years now. Yeah. I think it's from the Redskins guy who does Redskins.com, one of the editors from there. He puts out a book on that. It's like 20 bucks. It's like I Redskins A to Z. Yeah, and the guy that does the Tamler blog on there, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. He has a very, very, a book that I'm thinking about getting, actually. It's like, yeah, man. pretty much a very uh, in-depth look at every season. And talks about every game, every season, all the news that was pertinent that year involving the Washington Redskins. Uh, it's I've read excerpts online, and it's it's if you're into the Redskins, it's a good book to have, I think. Yeah, man. In any event, here's the question for this week, guys. Send us in your answer at RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball dot com. And here's the question: A R R Y. Name the five home stadiums that the Redskins have played in during their 74 year existence. All right, dudes. Go ahead. If you know the answer, send it in to Redskins fan at harryhogfootball.com and you will win absolutely nothing. But well, two it's to still two fun. To three of those are easy. What? Two to three of those stadiums are easy. Yeah, but you got to get all five. All right, all five, dude, so you can win nothing. And this concludes. If you actually get all five to us, we will mention you online and say you win absolutely nothing. I can't wait, man. You guys, you guys challenge me. I'm gonna win absolutely nothing this week. And anyway, this concludes <laughs> Tom's trivia part two. Um, what else do we need to talk about here? I knew Tom's trivia, and uh, well, I'm not gonna bring him up. But Aaron brought this up a little bit earlier. You're gonna bring up Lavelle Arrington, aren't you? Yes, I am. Oh, good. You, you said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> we haven't talked about him for about uh, six months, dude. You've you been know, doing it. Talking about uh, about his making his adjustments to the uh, or his you know adjusting to being in the Giants and how he's kind of back to himself and being himself, and he kind of, kind of was talking, slamming Dan Snyder a little bit. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think you get up there and get into uh, start working in the metal ranch, instantly start becoming a jerk. So not too surprised about uh starting to show his true colors there. But I don't know about that, dude. Some of the stuff I think he might have had a point with. I, I agree. I think, you know, yeah. I don't think he was necessarily taking the low road. I mean, uh, I mean, we know, we all know that Dan Snyder put some money out there to get high-priced players in and and all of this. And we oh, know, right. oh, but, yeah. but really, really the Redskins to Dan Snyder, I mean, from, from a surface point of view and looking at him, he is a businessman and it is all about money. Now, Deep down, he could be a great Redskins fan and have a passion for that, you know. But I think that the dollar signs overshadow what he feels about the Redskins, and that's my personal opinion. But I mean, when I see it, you know, I don't think that Lavar was out of, uh, you know, uh, he, he was too far off in a lot of stuff that he said. I think in some ways that's that's correct, but I do believe that Dan Snyder, even though he is a businessman at heart, and he fleeces those of us who have a. Uh, season tickets and who like to have a couple beers at the ballpark, we end up having to take out small loans to be able to do things, such things. 
However, I do believe that the people he brought in, even though he had that horrible year where he brought in Bruce Smith and Jeff George and Deion Sanders and all those guys and paid him a ton of money, uh, uh, Mark Carrier that year, even though he did that, I don't, I, I can't believe that he did that just to sell tickets because I think he did that because he thought that that was the way to run a team and that was he could get all these guys and put together a brand new like high price all-star team and win the Super Bowl right away and I think that he was doing that because he would rather win I don't think he was doing it just try to fill seats with, with big names I think he was trying to do it because he thought that gives the, gave the Redskins the best shot to win well, and, don't, and don't. I think he's learned a lot since then and I think the biggest thing that he's learned is to stay the hell out of the business of the team and just yeah. run the business side and let someone like Joe Gibbs and then in the future uh, Greg Williams or Al Saunders or whoever's going to take over probably Greg Williams mm-hmm. um, let the next person and so forth and so on make the decisions because as he has learned I do believe he has learned that he needs to leave the football stuff to the football people and run the business as a business but yeah don't get me wrong when I say this but I mean, because every, I mean, everybody knows I love Joe Gibbs. You know, I'm as, I'm as, uh, tickled pink and proud as punch that Joe Gibbs is back and every, all those other descriptions you can come up with. Joe Gibbs is awesome and he's great and, and so thankful that he's back in Washington. But I gotta kind of agree that, you know, Dan Snyder, there was a couple of, couple of years there, especially when looking at coaches, where the coaches really didn't have an opportunity or a chance. You, you can't just, turn over a team and build a team in a year. I mean, you need time to, to do these things. And it was just kind of like he was going through coaches like water. Yeah, I was but, about to say, man, his main problem might be just patience. That's yeah, the thing. And I think he's patience. learned that. I think he's learned that much better. And he's, like, like I was saying, I think he's learning that. Yeah, I and think... Unfortunately, those those coaches and players were, were just... Uh, casualties of that of his learning that patience well no some of these players though like you said before daniel snyder is a businessman first all right so if his he's a businessman he's not going to care about keeping his veterans around if there's someone else there that can help him win he might want to win so much that he doesn't care about the veterans as much as some other teams do right right, right. so part oh, yeah. of what lavar was saying that dan snyder doesn't care about his veterans and he wants the money more than winning i think he might be partially right on the veterans thing. Yeah. But the other thing, I think he does want to win to the point that he may not care as much about the veterans. Personally. Yeah, I think, I think part of that is uh, Lamar Arrington, you know, he's, he's bitter about the contract problem. And I think it's a very interesting side note that his agent was just banned from being for an NFL agent for two years. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, for two years. Because of the situation. So I think... Yeah, it's probably his agent's business, fault. You screw up in business. It really is a business and then playing football. It's like two completely separate things. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware on both sides. And I don't think, I don't think it's really Dan Snyder's. I may be in the minority here, but I don't think it's Dan Snyder's responsibility to look at the contract and be like, oh, you know, we forgot to put this money in. That was LeVar and LeVar's agent's job. And I don't think he should be bitter, bitter about something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. I have to agree with you. At the same time, everybody has a personal attachment to everything, and you can't fault somebody for that. I mean, there, there are so many different little facets to all of this stuff that we're talking about that it's kind of like, you know, everybody's got a personal attachment to something. So, I mean, you can get, give them that. It's not like I'm defending LeVar. I'm just saying, you know, that uh, that I would probably feel the same way. I mean, oh yeah, there, there's a million sides to every story. But anyway, we don't need to ramble on about it. 
Yeah, it's totally the nature of the beast nowadays because, you know, it, it's, it's so much of a business and with free agency, people are, you're not going to have the Daryl Greens anymore to play for 20 years on one team. It's just not going to really happen anymore. It will be a rarity to find franchise players like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, usually a franchise player now is someone that they want to hold on to but don't really, you know. <laughs> Draft picks for yeah, it's more like yeah. Uh, we don't the want you for everything now. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the but money that's, now. That's the nature of the beast nowadays. Yep. Anyway, um, we had one other thing we were going to talk about the uh, whole ticket thing with the StubHub, which I'm not quite sure about, but apparently the Redskins now their official reseller place to resell your tickets is StubHub.com, and they're like making a cut or something. Out of these StubHub fees, is that correct? That's what I was. That's what I gleaned from the article. It was a long article in the uh, Washington Post. And the Redskins do have a link to StubHub buy sell tickets right on their website. If you go to the tickets box and do a drop down window, they got they have a link right to StubHub. So that that seems to be the way to go. And apparently, they're following. A lot of teams are following the uh, the route. I believe it was Blaze. What sounded like Major League Baseball was just like, well, you know, people are going to scalp tickets forever. No matter what. No matter what you do, people are always going to scalp tickets and make more money. So why don't we just get into it and get a cut on top of the original price we already paid? Yeah. So it's like they're just making even more money off of it now. Right. But if that'll, so so what, point does, at what point does everybody have tickets and everybody sell them on StubHub for huge amounts of money that nobody can afford to go to games except for the filthy rich? Exactly. And people are making money off of it. Until the stadiums are empty, man. Yeah. yeah. Which will never happen because there will always be people who will spend money to go. That's right. Anyway. Anyway. In any event. Anyway, I don't think we're going to get uh, part three of Jimmy Campbell's A Kicker's Dream up this week. It will have to come up next week. Maybe uh, because we'll... next week or we may have to do a supplemental podcast for it. Because yeah, yeah, we we're going to be in deep into uh, training camp next week. So That's part true. Part we may have to make that a supplemental like you said josh i think that's, that's yeah the point. yeah i'll put that up as a supplemental later in the week dudes and then we'll have our next um official podcast you know next weekend but um dudes i gotta say this week for some reason I, it just started like as a faint little voice in my head and it was dun 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 I'm already getting pumped for that game. I can barely contain myself. Anyway. You can tell we're over the hump. We're down the hill. We're getting into it tomorrow. Kickoff 4 o'clock p.m. Listen to what Joe Gibbs has to say and raise one, raise a glass. Woohoo! We're getting into the season, boys. And if any of you guys head out to the training camps, uh, you know, send us a line. Tell us what you see, what you observe there, because we're not going to make it out to the camps. So, uh, yeah. Keep us informed here at Harry Hog Football. If you see anything interesting, or if you had an interesting story, if you saw like a kid drop his ice cream cone and Marcus Washington came over and picked it up for him and like pat him on the head and gave him a football or something, you know, let us know. Little things like that are kind of cool to talk about the players, a little personal stuff like that. Yeah, there's little humanitarian so if you go to the stories. If you take any photos, email them to us. We'll get them up on the site. Yeah, um, if you got any good pictures, yeah. Yeah, man. And so, sign up uh, for the Fantasy League, dudes. We need some more people in there. Oh, yeah. For the Fantasy League. If you want to be fun. fantasy league, yep, there's a link at the top of our website. 
just click right on it. You'll go to a uh, go to the PayPal site where it's fifteen dollars to join. Everyone's paying fifteen dollars to get on there. And um, at the end of the at the end of the season, whoever the winner is, um, once we get through all our costs for the for the uh, for the, uh, the the what's the word I'm looking for. For the league, all our for the hosting, for the hosting team, and for the hosting site and all that stuff. Where after that, we're gonna have a little pot for the winner from uh, what's left over. So, so we need know, we're not making money off of it. We're just we're just we need to cover our costs and anything extra. We're gonna go is gonna go to to El Numero Uno at the end of the season, whoever it may be. That's right. Um, it's gonna be a fun site. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of extra stuff on there. A lot more than if you were doing it on Yahoo. So check it out. <laughs> Dudes, we are getting pretty long here. If you see the Cowboys fan, <laughs> all right, dudes. Hail to the Redskins. Talk to you next week. Hail to the Redskins. Peace out. You guys have a great week. Right on. Hail to the Redskins. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun.